are rolling. What if I did the intro? Huh? Go for it. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. I, I, <laughs> I, I went for the bit and I, I feel like I stumbled. All right. All right. <clears throat> I've had this happen on Mega 64 and team before. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Mega Strange, the creepiest podcast, the spookiest podcast, the best podcast. I'm your host, Johnny. This is Derek. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole. We're going to bring you up the rabbit hole. I don't know. We're going to take you in all types of holes. How am I doing so far? One time I had an acting class. <laughs> no, no. And we did a fake audition. Yeah. And my uh, acting teacher said, go up to the front of this uh, class and talk about what you like about water. Okay. And I did a spiel like that. Yeah. Water's the best. You can't get any better. <laughs> it's it's uh, refresh. She stopped me in the middle of it. She said, try it again like a human being. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to try it again like a human being? No, but I, I mean, felt I'm like down. I was on the other side of the looking glass. Yeah, here. yeah. Seeing somebody just uh, like imitating, but yeah. what they think should be natural, but it doesn't quite come off as natural. Yeah, usually, yeah, I'm usually over here just making faces while that that's happens. what I was doing yeah. while you were doing it, dude. Right? Like, I feel like it it, it startles you. Well, I think you did great, Hell and yeah. as you just noticed, if you've been paying attention, this is the Mega Strange Podcast, and welcome everybody. I'm your co-host Derek Acosta <laughs> here with main guy Johnny Weiss. It's me, main guy, baby. And we thank you for joining us. Today, we have an awesome episode. I was just talking to Johnny before this episode started. I feel like we're going to have 10 episodes worth of content in this one episode. Uh, because everything we're talking about today could stand alone as an hour-long conversation mm. or more. Yes, we are covering our top 10 favorite conspiracy theories. I felt like we needed a musical sting there and I didn't want to give you more editing work. So I just <laughs> put you. it in manually. Top that. 10 conspiracy theories. You know, sometimes in this mad, 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 mad world we live in, mm. things just don't seem right. No. You know, you go to school for all these years, you try to become educated, you try to become intelligent, and then your intelligence starts kicking in and you start looking around being like, wait a minute, this actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Half the shit going on in this crazy world. I think I'm being lied to. I think maybe some people are trying to pull the wool over my eyes, trying to get one over on the old big one. You start to see your parents. You start to realize your parents are lying to you. You're like, hey, mom, what's the tooth fairy? And then you start to realize, you start to feel, you start to like keep one eye open when you're asleep and you notice your, your parents are putting the $5 bill under your pillow. And then it makes, it makes the wheel start turning. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, it, you know, sometimes it feels like that re there really is a plot against you. Sometimes it really does feel like maybe there's a group of people out here who are gaslighting all of us, <laughs> who are doing things behind the scenes to manipulate the circumstances to turn it towards the outcome that they want and not necessarily the outcome that is uh, the best for all of us, I guess we could say, is where conspiracy yeah. theories uh, start to be born. Sorry, the idea of saying conspiracy theories are just the government gaslighting you is really funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> well... Sometimes these conspiracy theories uh, are proven to be true. Oh, yeah. You know, 
They're only theories because they're unproven, but sometimes it comes out that uh, this stuff actually was going on. Mm. I don't know if we're going to be covering any of those conspiracy no. theories. That's a different episode. Top yeah. 10 conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. Yeah, yeah. Instead, today, we're going to be doing a conspiracy theory buffet. We're going to be taking a tour of all the world's greatest conspiracy theories, just giving you a little nibble, a little introduction to some of these ideas. Some, yeah. some people think they're a little wild. Others think they're totally plausible and may have actually happened. Now, these might not be um, the world's greatest conspiracies or or these might not be conspiracies that affected um, the landscape of time and history, though some of them are. But some of them are just our favorite conspiracy theories. Some of them yeah. are just really silly and really stupid. Yeah, I like, got some weird ones. Why would so many people believe this thing is the way it is when this doesn't affect anything? It literally has no bearing on your life. And yet people think that there's a conspiracy out there to make these things true. Um, so I'm really excited. We're going to be going through a couple topics here. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Make It Strange. This is our top 10 favorite conspiracy theories. Johnny, why don't you kick us off with Ooh. one of the sillier conspiracy theories? Okay. I, you know, I don't know how to preface this, but I just looked at a list of conspiracy theories and this one jumped off the page. Yeah. Um this conspiracy theory is about the Coca-Cola Corporation. Oh my and their God. attempt to change the formula and make new Coke. New Coke. There's a conspiracy theory about new Coke. Yeah. Why don't you give us some backstory? So in uh 1985, uh the Coca-Cola Corporation decided to change the formula. Uh which they had had for like since 1906. Yeah. Or, or even before. Apparently because they were their stock was tanking. I didn't know this. Can I tell you something about yeah. the Coca-Cola formula? Sure. I went to the World of Coke, which you might think is like Rick James' dream <laughs> uh, after a long Saturday night of partying and performing. But no, it is kind of like a theme park, a mini theme park, all about Coca-Cola. Mm. It's in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, downtown Atlanta, across from the convention center. I was there for an anime convention. We had some time to kill. I said, let's go to the World of Coke. And it was really like stepping into a museum that was made by Disneyland, all about soda pop. This was the biggest brainwashing building I've imagine, ever been yeah. into in my life. Literally, this what you leave there thirsty and craving Coca-Cola. And also thinking that Coca-Cola is probably the greatest thing that ever happened to you in your life. Um, I'm kind of getting off topic. No, here. no, that's fine. I like it. But when let me describe what it's like when you go in there. They set you in this theater, uh, but the theater is half a theater, half a museum, because the front wall is filled with Coca-Cola memorabilia from like the past hundred years. Calendars, cards, playing cards, tea sets, serving trays, dolls, all kinds of stuff with the, the Coca-Cola logo on it. You know, like old-timey 1910 paintings yeah. of like a little girl and her dog like drinking Coca-Cola. I've seen that picture, yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. like looks really nostalgic. And then they play this movie for you and they pretty much explain in this movie that Coca-Cola, their whole advertising campaign, it never says drink Coca-Cola. It always says enjoy Coca-Cola. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't want you to associate Coca-Cola with being thirsty. They want you to associate Coca-Cola with having a good life. 
And they explain this to you at the World of Coke. And they say, it's creepy. Uh, for the past hundred years, all of our advertisements depict people enjoying their life with a Coca-Cola. Yeah. And it's like two young teenagers go on their first date to the local carnival and they share their first kiss while having a Coca-Cola. Or, you know, like a young child uh, celebrates their fifth birthday and all their friends are there and their mom is there and they're serving Coca-Cola to everybody. Making me thirsty. Yeah, this is what they do. <laughs> uh, and then the movie theater screen lifts up and that's the entrance to the rest of the museum. So there's a part of the Coke world of Coke called the vault and they talk about the recipe. Yeah. And how it's a closely guarded secret that nobody quite knows what it is, except for like a handful, maybe like five or less people in the world. Mm. This recipe goes back to like the late 1800s. The guy who invented Coca-Cola was a pharmacist and he invented it and he kept the recipe secret and he sold it to the Coca-Cola company and they keep it in this vault and nobody's allowed to know what it is. Um, still to this day, it's this huge mystery. Nobody quite knows what goes into Coca-Cola. And the Coca-Cola company um, just makes all the ingredients in a syrup. And then they send the syrup out to different uh, distribution centers yeah, yeah. all over the world where they mix the syrup with carbonated water to and, and with sugar to produce like the local flavor of Coca-Cola. Yeah, when I worked at a movie theater, we get uh, it was like a box. And you had to, we'd punch the box and there was like a little bag in it and you had to hook the tube up and it would go into the soda machines. Mm -hmm. um, so they're just making that syrup. I, oh, sorry. You, I think at one point somebody from the Pepsi, uh, somebody from the Coca-Cola company was able to like steal the formula and offered to sell it to Pepsi. And out of a uh, industry respect from one major corporation to another, Pepsi refused the offer oh. and turned that guy in to the authorities. Oh, that's cool. To protect Coca-Cola's trade secrets. A little oh. bit of insider information from the, the soda wars. <laughs> I, that seems like a book that someone write, The Soda Wars. The Soda Wars. Uh, I watched a video once where this dude recreated the original, original formula. The one that has cocaine in it. Where do you get the cocaine he, from? No, it, I'm afraid <laughs> to ask. There's a point in the recipe. He's like, this is where you add the cocaine. I'm not going to do that. Um... But he said it tasted very strange. Uh, just that like. And got you high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, kids. That's just a joke. Anyway. So. New Coke. Oh. So they decided in 1985, fuck the formula. Let's change the formula. Well, their, their stock was tanking, apparently. I think this was around the time like health food craze was happening. Um, and apparently other diet sodas were on the market and they kind of didn't have one. Okay. And so, yeah, they were, and apparently blind taste tests suggested people uh, preferred Pepsi. Uh, I still don't know what a blind taste, I mean, I I've done a blind taste oh, test. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's, uh, you go to like the county fair and they put a blindfold on you. No, they don't put a blindfold on you. <laughs> they hand you two unmarked cups. Yeah. And they both have a brown liquid in them. And mm. they say, these are two sodas. Why don't you just sip on them and tell us which one you prefer? And I, it was Coke Pepsi. I took the, I took the Pepsi challenge and Pepsi is sweeter. Yeah. I, th I think people like the sweeter soda more often, but me personally, I like that Coke acid. I yeah. like that burn when it hits the back of your throat. I don't drink soda. I haven't drank soda in like 10 years. I drink Diet Coke a lot. I'm trying to be healthy. I cut, uh, soda. I only drink coffee and water. Mm. That's, you know, that's my, uh, health secrets. That's why I'm the <laughs> beacon of, uh, 
uh, proto man that you see today. Proto man. Proto man. Uh, so yeah, people preferred Pepsi and Coke was getting mad. They're like, let's change this formula. Uh, so on April 23rd, 1985, new Coke hit the shelves. Mm. Um, the public, the American public reacted so negatively to new Coke uh, and was considered a major failure uh, that they had to scrap it like immediately. I think over, they tried a couple different attempts later on. There was like caffeine, new Coke caffeine free. And then there was like Coke 2, I think in the 90s. I don't remember Coke too. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't find too much information. I remember caffeine free Coke. They're yeah. like golden cans. Yeah, but then yeah, they made like new Coke caffeine free. Mm. Um, but this pull of new Coke was so sudden and so brash that it just spawned a bunch of conspiracy theories um, about why the corporation would do this. Um, I have some of the, the the conspiracy theories here. If you want. yeah, of course. Now we're getting to the good stuff. So. Uh, the first one here, uh, the the, com the company uh, intentionally changed the formula, hoping consumers would be upset with the company and demand the original formula to return. Which they did. Uh, which in turn would cause uh, sales to spike. Which it did. <laughs> uh, here's a quote from the company president. He said, at the time, he said, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart, which is such a strange quote. Like he kind of is insinuating like, hmm, Maybe. Instead of being like, no, that, we didn't do that. I think he's insinuating you would either have to be a fucking genius yeah. to orchestrate that as a marketing plot, or you'd have to be dumb as shit to like unveil a new, <laughs> like spend so much money unveiling a new product. Yeah. Uh, Just to it, intending it for uh, intending for it to intentionally fail, hoping that it would reinvigorate the product you're trying to replace. I think his his quote is very straightforward. Yeah. I, I feel like a company would do that now. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. Conspiracy theory. Uh, here's more. Uh, the, the switch was planned. This one seems way more plausible. And I'm like, this is, this is the problem with these conspiracy theories. I read them I'm like, maybe that's real. Uh, the switch was planned as a long, uh, sorry. The switch was planned all along to cover the change from sugar, sweetened Coke to much less expensive high fructose corn syrup. Was that when the change was made? Uh, this is just conspiracy theory. But is do I think don't we know when the swap was made? You probably don't have that information. No, I don't. But somebody Sorry. out there does. I feel like that one would be easy to disprove. You just look at the dates of when they stopped putting sugar in. But also, oh, no, I do have. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, Coca Cola began allowing bottlers to remove up to half of the product's cane sugar as early as 1980. Oh, five years before the introduction of New Coke. That's go. why uh, here in San Diego, at least, uh, a lot of people, if you like soda, are obsessed with Mexican Coke. Yeah. Because uh, the bottling plants in, south of the border still use that original good old cane sugar to flavor their Coca-Cola. And apparently, um, it really affects the taste. Yeah. I saw this photo recently. Where it was like a bunch of candy and soda. And someone tweeted, like, this is all corn. And it that, is. And that bummed me out. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Uh, and then this is the uh, the last kind of one I have here. Um, this one also feels extremely plausible. It provided cover for the final removal of the cocoa derivative from the product to placate the Drug Enforcement Administration, which is trying to eradicate the plant worldwide to combat the increase of cocaine trafficking and consumption. So some people think that they implemented new coke to get rid of the cocoa plant to help with the, the war on drugs. 
to to take down the co- the cocaine trafficking that was happening that I guess they were so- kind of associated with. Yeah, but don't you also get chocolate from the cocoa plant? Yeah. So this is why this conspiracy theory does not seem plausible because oh, okay. <laughs> how are you going to eradicate the world's source of chocolate? That's true. And you're going to start with the Coca-Cola recipe. That one sounds dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> to, the, to the people who invented that theory, go back to school. They thought Coke was trying to bring down the cocaine. Okay, so that's the new Coke conspiracy. Yes. Some people out there are really particular about their Coca-Cola formula. Oh, wait. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh, I was one of my favorite YouTubers of all time, LA Beast, got his hands on new Coke and he tried it <laughs> like 30 years later. And I have I have the video here if you're interested. Okay, this is LA Beast trying new Coke uh, 30 years later. I love LA Beast. Me this guy too. just eats bad shit. <laughs> I think my favorite video is where he ate a cactus. It looks like muddy diarrhea juice right off the bat. And I'm sorry uh, not the smartest dinner. person in the world, but I love that's it. New Coke. Like. I like the yeah, can. No it looks very flashy. It looks very uh, 80s. Wow. Jesus. That's nostalgic. That might be the uh, one from the chunk. 90s that they released. Uh, I'll take a picture of this chunk. So he takes a uh, photo of what is in there. Like moss. Uh, there's a green mossy chunk. Hold on. Oh, my God. There it's go. going rotten. <laughs> okay. Mother I wonder what's God. rotting in there. It looks like prune juice. Uh, in my very first sip, I'm going to have... Uh, okay, drink it uh, with your sacrilegious Pepsi hoodie on. Yeah, dude, that Pepsi is kind of sick. Can't believe you're ro- uh, repping the, the enemy juice. here. He's also the okay. LA beast and he's from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, there we go, baby. What do you think? Give us the review. It tastes Come like on, don't dirty, savor it. Dirty prune juice feet. Okay. And then he goes back for more. Yeah, he's down. <laughs> I guess he has to finish the glass because that's his thing. Dirty prune juice feet. Don't you mean <sighs> dirty feet prune juice? <laughs> Squawk. Okay. Uh, I may have bought Okay. Juice. All right. Yeah, there you go. Shouts out LA Beast. <laughs> Shouts out LA Beast. Go check out the LA Beast. We love his channel. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can we move on? Yeah. I want to talk about one that is old school. Oh. Everybody's probably heard of this one, but it's so old, you probably don't even care or don't even want to know the details. But we're going to give you a little history, a crash course in Conspiracy Theories 101. Mm. Floridation. Oh, I actually am genuinely interested in this. Yes. So floridation, water floridation is um, something that was actually implemented here in the United States. Uh, they add fluoride to the water. Yeah. The government adds fluoride to the water because they claim that fluoride improves uh, dental health. Yeah. These studies mm-hmm. have never been verified. Uh, in adults, though, really? it does. there is research to suggest that fluoride in drinking water does help prevent cavity in children. It has not been proven to improve the dental health of adults. I guess. uh, Yeah, I never understood it because I feel like you're ingesting it and not like I guess it's in your mouth. Um, Fluoride is a mineral and I think it helps strengthen the enamel of your teeth. Um, At one point, fluoride was considered a essential mineral, Mm. um, but that it was taken off the list of essential minerals because scientists found that fluoride is not actually necessary for any part of human growth. With that being said, 
certain conspiracy theorists have long suspected that the floridization, I'm sorry, the floridation. Floridation. Floridization is when you uh, make the whole country act like Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want that. You release gators everywhere and, uh, you know, everybody starts committing weird crimes <laughs> while they're under the influence of alcohol. Or bath salts. Or bath salts. Water fluoridation um, is a practice that is opposed by conspiracy theorists. And they have allegations that include claims that it's been a way to dispose of industrial waste. Oh. That the fluoride is not actually fluoride, but that these companies need to get rid of industrial waste. So they put it in our drinking water and tell us it's good for us. Mm. There's another conspiracy theory about fluoride, which says that it does improve uh, dental. This is a weird one. Some conspiracy theorists admit like, yeah, fluoride is good for our teeth. Yeah. So what's the conspiracy theory? Because that's what the government claims. Yeah, but the government only does that to to hide the fact that we have really bad dental health care here in America. Oh, no. I mean, it's not. that's not wrong. Yeah, so it says that the conspiracy theory holds that the fluoridation of water exists to obscure a failure. Obscure a failure to provide dental care to the poor. Okay. So it's like... Um, but see, with this conspiracy like theory, it's like, yeah. it's not plausible, okay. though, because the idea is like, they put fluoride in the water to make your teeth better, <laughs> uh, to hide the fact yeah. that they're not helping your teeth. But it's like, but doesn't the fluoride, fluoride help the teeth? Is it, the, yeah. is it the cause of the problem, the root of the cure? I don't know. Yeah, that, that wouldn't fly in a capitalist society. Like, they want you to pay for the, like, they wouldn't want to give you free dental. Yes. <laughs> now, there is... Uh, I'm going to say my favorite phrase. Let's not get political, but there is an extremely conservative yeah. think tank out there. Um, I'm, I'm not going to name their name, but ever since the 1960s, this group has um, accused the fluoridation of American water to be nothing more than a communist plot to weaken the American population. That communists are putting fluoride in our water not only to cause diseases like cancer to take us out, but even more terrifying, to lower the sperm count of virile American men so that they will find it harder to impregnate our virile American women because... because because if we don't have enough Americans in the world, God damn it, that's bad. That's fucking bad. And that's, and that's what the communists want. Less Americans in the world. I'm going to start a war over that. Why? I, I, <laughs> that's the plot to Dr. Strangelove. I, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, that theory was parodied in Dr. Strangelove, the 1964 Stanley Kubrick Oh, you movie. had that? That's cool. Yes, I have it right yeah. here. The 1964 movie, uh, Dr. Strangelove, is about uh, an unintentional war that is started by an American general who authorizes, on his own, a nuclear strike 
on Russia. He uses his codes to command the yeah. nuclear planes under his command to go strike Russia. Why? Because he believes that the fluoridation of our water is a communist plot to um, uh, attack his, quote, precious bodily fluids. Yeah. Is what he keeps. It's a comedy movie, yeah, yeah. so he keeps saying that the fluoridation is coming from my body fluids, yeah. and that's why he needs to blow up Russia. I love that movie. Yes, I do want to point out though. Mm. Uh, Wikipedia says in rare, in rare cases, so they say, improper implementation of water fluoride can result in overfluoridation that causes outbreaks of. Acute fluoride poisoning. Jesus. With symptoms that include nausea, vomiting, and our favorite, the classic diarrhea. Okay. Three such outbreaks were reported in the United States between the years 1991 and 1998. So, the government is poisoning us with fluoride every once in a while, but unintentionally. Yeah. According to them. I, I knew someone on Instagram who uh, would constantly post about how he would be like, I'm three years clean of fluoride. My third eye is open. Okay, yeah. So um, you just reminded me, this is not in my research, but yeah. I have heard from hippy dippy yeah. circles that I uh, traffic occasionally here in <laughs> Southern California that fluoride causes the calcification of yeah. of your pineal gland yeah. otherwise known as your third eye some people believe that your third eye um your pineal gland is um a part of your body that can give you psychic ability can enhance intuition yeah. and can otherwise enhance what we're going to call magical ability and the and the United States government knows this, and they are afraid of a new generation of woke Americans developing latent psychic powers. Yes, we're talking about indigo children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do a whole episode on that. Too. A new generation of people who are the next evolution of humanity who have developed psychic ability. The United States government fears this, and in an attempt to stop this from happening— introduced fluoride into our water to calcify the pineal gland calcify it you know like um when the mineral buildup starts to get hard and turn it into a rock they're yeah. turning our third eye into a rock in the in the middle of our brain using fluoride so that we can't be psychics isn't uh, that isn't that fucked up to go back to coke for a second that's what diet coke does in inside of you and that's how you get kidney stones Dude, if it's doing that to your kidneys, what's it doing to your pineal gland? Yeah. Diet, Diet Coke <laughs> might be the reason that you can't uh, telepathically communicate with anybody. There should be like an X-Men story that Think does about that. that. <laughs> yeah, X-Men, uh, Cokes of Future Past. <laughs> All right, so that is fluoridation. That was you've awesome. You've always heard about it. Now you know. Um, what's your next conspiracy oh. theory? Top 10 favorite conspiracy theories. Number three. Number three. The Denver airport. Uh, okay. I'm going to talk about the Denver airport a lot because this blew my fucking mind. Before we get into this, there's so much to say about the Denver airport. Yeah. Like I said at the top of this episode, a lot of these topics could be their own episode. Yeah. So we're not going to cover everything there is to say no. about the Denver airport. We're just going to kind of scratch the surface. Yeah. I kind of just picked you know, four things about it that I thought were kind of wild. 
Okay, um, so hit us with it. So yeah, the Denver airport is one of the... I didn't know this is one of the biggest airports in the United States. Yeah, and, I've heard this. It's like the size of a city. It's Yeah, 53 square miles. Which yeah. Is crazy. Like, hold on. Let's not, <laughs> let's not move past that too sure. quickly. Why the fuck would you need 53 square miles to land planes in Denver? In Denver. Think about that. Have you ever been to Denver? No. No. I've had a Denver omelet. Do you know anybody who's ever been to Denver? No. No. <laughs> I know that people live in Denver. Shouts out to our Denver mega strangers. We love you. But you'll be the first to admit nobody's visiting your ass in Denver. <laughs> Why the fuck do you need 53 square miles? You get like one plane a day. Why do you need that much space? Little sus. Okay, continue. So, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a little sus. But like what's even more sus is that it was already like years, like when they were building it, it was years behind schedule. It was billions of dollars over budget. And there's already an airport like 16 miles away. That is perfectly fine. Side note. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Colorado, and I might be wrong on this. I might be talking out my ass. <laughs> but isn't that where they like designated um, like the seed archives i've heard that there's i I heard that there's like an underground bunker in america where they have the seeds to like every single plant on earth because in the event of a nuclear holocaust and all life on earth gets wiped out they will have this seed bunker well they'll be able to reseed the the plant life on earth to like bring the biomes back do seeds last that long they have them like They have them like Like frozen. frozen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, cryogenically sealed up in this underground bunker. And this is like the thing that will restart humanity in case we fuck it all up. That might be soon. Um, I think that is in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that. My point is that if this, if I, if I am correct that they have weird, like underground post-apocalyptic shit just planned uh, out there in the wilderness of Colorado, you know, and maybe the Denver airport is a part of this survival plan. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. Yeah, it would make sense. Um, So anyway, like I said, there was another airport that was pretty much 16 miles away from it. That's totally fine. So uh, it almost feels like this place was built for nefarious purposes. Um, But truthfully, this is I found this super interesting. People didn't really pay much attention to the airport until famous wrestler Jesse Ventura uh, covered it on his True TV show about local conspiracies. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know he had a show. Oh, and I want to watch that. Absolutely. In fact, for this uh, episode, I actually considered I have this Jesse Ventura book uh-huh. where he just it, he just he doesn't write anything in the book, but he put a bunch of declassified government documents Whoa. in it. And you just get to read about all this declassified shit. And some of it is really like it talks about assassinations and toppling governments and all this like crazy covert CIA stuff. I love that he knows that shit. Like that's a weird person to give all that information. Uh, Jesse Ventura is like an ex-Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, he also got hit in the head a bunch. But he was also governor of Minnesota. That as well. So he has like. <laughs> and, well, Kane is also a fucking. Yeah, but Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah, he got hit in the head a lot. But he, uh, you know, was in a very um, prestigious group of militants being in the SEALs. Yeah. And being a governor of a state probably has access 
or if not access, then connections to people who do have access yeah. to secret government information. Moving on. I'm just saying, Jesse Ventura knows shit. He's got access. No, I'm, I'm with you. I He's was, been around the block. I was trying to think if I could do an impression of him in my head. But. Oh, brother, I could do an impression <laughs> of Jesse Ventura like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you know, six months out of the year, I like to get on my motorcycle and go down to Mexico. And let me tell you, the people of Mexico, they're just like Americans with brown skin. And I like to live off the grid down there with these beautiful people swimming with the whales. I pet a dolphin I actually held on to this beautiful dolphin's fin <laughs> and we sailed for 25 miles all the way down to the Amazon. That's it. That's in South America, brother. And it was crazy. In America, you don't get to do that. And then these natives came up to me and rolled me a fat blunt. I don't know. He uh, doesn't do that. He I doesn't he does. do that. Uh, Maybe he does. Who knows? Anyway. So, yeah, uh, Jesse Ventura kind of put a spotlight on the Denver airport. Um, and then that this kind of formed a ton of conspiracy theories where people started to believe that this airport was a symbol of the Illuminati and the, the reptilian overlords. Nice. We'll be talking about them a little bit later yeah. in this episode. So I, I kind of pulled some of my favorite kind of weird things from the Denver airport to show you. Um, if we go to close up cam here. Um, this is the runway. Where are we going here? There you go. There we go. Does that runway look kind of suspicious to you? I don't even know. Like, how do I get this on frame here? I think you got it. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it's it's I'm like looking at a camera and I can't figure out what angle I need to push it at to get it totally framed up. I think you had it. <laughs> okay, if I pull it towards me, it no, goes that no, way. If yeah. I push it away from me, yeah, it goes that way. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yep, almost. I'm keeping all this in. <laughs> there there we go. go. Perfect. All right. Um, that was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the this is the uh the runway of the Denver Airport. Does it look like something odd to you? Okay, so, oh, dude, that's a swastika. Dude, that's fucked that's up. That's a swastika, bro. Hold on. You may not be able to see this uh, from your angle, but let me show you what we're looking at here. <laughs> I don't know so, if we'll get demonetized. No, but we're not going to get demonetized, but these are the runways right here. These I also have a Sharpie. These, uh, yeah, give me the Sharpie. I'm not going to draw the symbol. I'm yeah. just going to point out. Yeah. These are the runways here that have kind of like these uh tracks where you can turn back on them yeah in the middle of these straight lines where you can take off right and then there's actually two runways there's one right there and there's one right there yeah right so they kind of go in all four directions and then i don't know if this is a parking lot or some sort of structure but there's <laughs> like a clear like middle structure yeah. here that these things are all coming off yeah of. so you can see for yourself the but you know what? That's coincidental. <laughs> I'm sorry. That mm. is just a design that is you have airplanes taking off and, and landing in all four directions. Yeah. But I mean, for conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fucking bread and butter. Yeah. Right the there. airport claimed that. Yeah. Like you said, it was. This is just the way they're designed. But, you know, with an airport that has already a ton of weird shit in it, it's kind of a, another, you know, it's like a cherry on top. 53 that, square miles. That's, yeah. that's the biggest swastika in the world right there. 
Uh, do, uh I, should, I don't know if I should talk about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting scary now. It used to be an internet meme on YTMND, but like uh, the Nazis planted these trees in a, in a German forest that would change color during a certain time of year. And people didn't realize until someone flew over and they just saw a giant swastika in the middle of this um, forest. That's uh, that's that's 4D chess. Yeah, right there. it's fucking that's wild. trolling on another level. All right. The next thing. This is kind of the most famous thing. Fuck the Nazis. Fuck the Nazis. Uh, what, uh, from the Denver airport. And this was uh, there's a sculpture outside of it called the Blue Mustang. OK, I've heard about this satanic thing. Um. I'll kind of, I guess I'll keep it on screen here while I talk about it. But um, didn't yeah. this thing kill uh, the guy who made it? Yes. Okay. So outside the airport, there's a horrific looking sculpture of a blue horse, which has been dubbed uh, by people who go to this airport, Blucifer. Yeah. Um, some believe it's a, a like a monument to Satan. But what's really eerie about this is that the artist who created it, like you just said, was killed by the sculpture. Uh, the artist is Luis Jimenez. He was working on this piece. Uh, it was his largest piece to date. I guess I cut back to myself here. Um, it was his largest piece to date, uh, but a piece of fiberglass broke off from it and uh, severed an artery in his leg, and the wound unfortunately ended up killing him. So the artist who made this sculpture died making it. Yeah, look, and it has like evil red eyes and like. Just keep in mind, this sculpture killed its creator. Yeah. Let's take a moment and be a little fanciful. Yeah. Let's, let's indulge our imagination and curiosity in the world of haunted items. This sculpture killed its creator. So I, I feel like that, uh, you know, it gets, is worth uh, acknowledging. It gets weirder because, you, you know, you see it has like evil glowing red eyes. Yeah. Apparently that was a ode to his father. His father used to make neon signs. So this piece was like an ode to his dad and it ended up killing him. Wow. Like that's there's like it's weird. It almost feels like some sacrificial like like you have to die to have like to have this piece be made. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, let me see here. If OK, so if the scary blue horse wasn't enough, the airport is also full of hor horrifying murals. Supposedly, they're like anti-war murals. But some believe they're a symbol of the Illuminati or the New World Order. Okay. Here, if you want to. Dang, we got a lot for the Denver airport here. I just was got lost in it. So that's a mural that's just in the Denver airport with like a giant Nazi man with a sword. Uh, he does look like a stormtrooper from he he does look like a fascist stormtrooper. Yeah. Uh, that sword is intimidating. That gun is. Well, I don't want to see this when yeah. I'm flying. <laughs> right. I'm, when I'm on spring break right. trying to go to fucking Cancun, I don't want to see this mural about fucking imperialist army taking over the native people. Like, what is this shit? He's got like fucking dark side of the moon rainbow coming out of his Wh head. What are all these fucking crying ghost <laughs> spirits? I don't know if you can see this, but these are like, this is like a dead baby in, yeah. the, in the arms of this weeping mother. All these like fucking abandoned crying migrant children have to sleep under the sword of fascism <laughs> what is this he's killing the fucking dove yeah he's fucking stabbing the international symbol of peace there's a also at the bottom corner i i couldn't find a high what is photo. this rainbow this is an lgbtq yeah. fucking conspiracy theory as well they've got everybody wrapped up in this shit at the corner there's a like a, a letter 
I don't know if you can see it right here. Oh God, is that the Constitution? Are, are we trampling on our our founding documents as well? Uh, to add more insult to injury, I think it was like something uh Holocaust related. That no, oh, you don't say. I couldn't find oh, a don't image of it. But here's here's more if you want. Oh God, they only get better. <laughs> Well, if you didn't uh, have trouble sleeping before, you can look at this fucking psycho <laughs> nuclear art going on here. This Mad Max hellscape. Look at this. I mean, where do we even unpack this shit? That weird bird in like a glass. I was going to point to this fucking penguin in a glass case. <laughs> what the glass case is so weird. Uh, the dead jaguar on like the sacrificial table. I don't, I don't even know where to be. Why so much flames and fury? It reminds me of that movie where that horse gets like put into why, pieces. Why is the whale jumping out of the turtle and attacking this beautiful ginger girl here? I don't know what's going on. This also looks like 9-11 up yeah. here in the background. You don't want that in an airport. Why the fuck is this in an airport? I don't know. And it, yeah, there's way more. I didn't grab it. But to add insult to injury also, here. Also, look, oh. all the children in all of these murals look extremely miserable yeah. and distressed. So I'm sorry. Maybe I can focus more. I know it's a little blurry, everybody. My apologies. Now they love when it's blurry. They do. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more raw. Okay. Um, to add insult to injury here. There's on, more. Dang. On top of all these murals, there's just fucking gargoyles. Aye, aye, aye. They're just gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, these gargoyles just watch over everyone. Isn't that fucking, I don't, I, I, it's hard not to, I understand where these conspiracy theories, like there's so much demonic imagery. If I was like a Christian boy, I would be afraid to go to this airport. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. Some wild stuff. Here, I'll come back to us. Um, so on top of all of that, I have one final thing here. There is a. Jesus, we got seven more conspiracies to go through. There is a dedicated plaque near one of the airport's uh, entrances that contains a vault that will be opened in 2094. I have a photo, another photo, final photo here, of said vault. And as you can see, there's the Freemason logo. Um, and then a lot of people point out that it says uh, New World Airport at the bottom there. Um, it does say that. So that's just, there's just a Freemason vault, uh, just in the, like the, in the entrance of this airport that is supposedly going to be opened in 2094. Um, some people claim it's just a time capsule, but I don't, I don't think there's any way to fully know what's in there. Maybe it's a demon. It's a fuck. It's going to unearth the demon. It's going to, and the demon's going to ride on the back of Lucifer and it's going to take over the world. And that's all I have on the Denver airport. <laughs> well, that was a lot, right? So, <laughs> and I, wow. And with all that, even though that was a lot, there's still a lot more to cover. Yeah. You said about the Denver airport. So careful next time you fly into Denver because you might just wind up in hell. <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about a uh, conspiracy theory here. And this might be a two part episode. Because uh, we we still got plenty more to get. Yeah, I mean, if you want if you want to break it up into two, I'm down. Uh, okay. This next conspiracy theory is something I had never heard about, but I was researching conspiracy theories, and this one was strange. Okay. This is the theory of false history. 
Some people claim that the dates of historical events have been deliberately distorted. Mm. These include the phantom time hypothesis, which is an allegation that 297 years have been added to the calendar. Phantom time hypothesis sounds like a dream theater album. It does. It does. Or an, or an Iron Maiden album. Very metal. Very cool. 297 years have been added to the calendar by establishment figures such as Pope Sylvester II in order to position themselves at the millennium. So let me explain this a little more. Yeah. The theory is that there was a conspiracy um, in the Middle Ages by the Holy Roman Emperor, Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII. Mm. And that these three men, using their vast influence and power, uh, fabricated the Anno Domini dating system retroactively. Okay. You know how we see, say AD? Yeah. Or we used to, because now people say current era. Is Yeah, is that where annual comes from? I don't know. Okay. But AD, some people think it stands for after death. Yeah. Like Jesus, after death. But it actually stands for Anno Domini. Yeah. A dating system. And they retroactively established this in order to place themselves in power at the heights of a very special and significant year. Anno Domini 1000. That, yeah, that seems plausible. And to rewrite history, to make it seem like, uh, you know, I guess in the Middle Ages, the idea of being in power in the year 1000 is significant. It must mean you're like chosen by God. <laughs> um. This was all done to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. Um, and people believe, the conspiracy theorists believe that this was achieved through the alteration, misrepresentation, and or forgery of documents and physical evidence. So you have to keep in mind that in the Middle Ages, not a lot of people could read. Yeah. And a lot of documents have only survived to present day. Because they were preserved in royal libraries. Okay. So all the world's information was collected into a very few sources, a, a couple of libraries. If you could have access to these libraries and you could destroy or forge enough documents, you could rewrite history. You could convince the world of an additional 297 years that did not actually exist. According to this scenario, the entire... Uh, uh, reign of Charlemagne, and in fact, the historical figure of Charlemagne, Charlemagne himself, is a fabrication. Like Homer? Yeah. Okay. Charlemagne never existed. And wow. 297 years were added to the early Middle Ages. There's another comparable theory com uh, coming out of Russia from Russian uh, theorist, a man named Antoli Fomenko, and he has a theory called New Chronology, which also uh, holds that um, history is several centuries shorter than what is widely believed, and that numerous historical documents have been fabricated and legitimate documents have been destroyed for political ends. People who believe this theory include 
world famous grand chess master Gary Kasparov. I mean, I mean, this is ha- like, I mean, like the Bible's been changed a million times. Like, I feel like this isn't unheard of. It gets even weirder. Yeah, there is an American branch of false history theorists who claim that all of the world governments have hidden evidence of an advanced worldwide civilization with access to free energy, a civilization partially populated by giants called Tartaria. Now we're getting into the the fantasy realm. And this this society, Tartaria, was destroyed in the 1800s by a great, quote, mud flood cataclysm, uh, causing the entire civilization to be buried under uh, the mud flood. And their existence was wiped from history. That is the false history conspiracy theory. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. 300 years of history were made up, and we believe it because we're suckers. You think Charlemagne actually existed? By the way, most legitimate historians uh, say that there's an overwhelming evidence to prove that this conspiracy theory is not true. Oh. Is not true. (laughs) Okay. But of course there's overwhelming evidence because it was all forged a thousand years ago. I wanted to hang in Terraria or whatever it was called. Tartaria. Tartaria. Yeah. Can I continue with another one that everybody's heard of? The space program. Oh. Did we actually go to the moon? We can get more Kubrick. Is Neil Neil Armstrong around here? Oh, fuck. Is Buzz Aldrin in here? I don't want to get knocked out. I don't know if he's still alive or not. You've seen that video where that dude just fucking assaults him and says, like, the moon landing's fake, and he keeps trying to fight him. Buzz Aldrin has knocked people out over (laughs) this. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. He's also said the moon is real, and I've been there. He said that on All E.G. Uh, despite Buzz Aldrin uh, beating up anybody who says uh, anything elsewise, a lot of conspiracy theorists think the moon landing was faked because there was a space race yeah. between Russia and America um, that was during the height of the Cold War in the 1960s. And for America to lose the space race would just be devastating to our cultural identity. Yeah, It would be like losing the Cold War, which I mean... We did win the space race and went on to win the Cold War. So maybe there's some credence to that. Well, people who believe this conspiracy theory uh, believe that the moon landing, the footage of the moon landing was fabricated, that it was filmed in a studio. Yeah. And they think that it involved the world famous film director, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. This is the second Stanley Kubrick reference in this episode. Stanley Kubrick trafficked in a lot of conspiracy theories. I love that. Uh, isn't there like a whole documentary about this? There's a lot of documentaries yeah. about Stanley Kubrick uh, being involved in conspiracy theories. The idea prev- uh, is that NASA had access to camera technology um, that Stanley Kubrick wanted to use to mm. film his movies, particularly the movie Barry Lyndon, which takes place during the time of Napoleon and was all lit with candles. Oh. And that these high-powered cameras could actually get enough light from candlelight to film okay. to film his movie. That is the conspiracy theory that NASA bribed him with this high-powered camera technology. Why Stanley Kubrick? Because he made 2001 A Space Odyssey, and yeah. it was so realistic, they thought he's the only one who could portray this in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. There's other conspiracy theories about outer space. Some people believe that the Soviet space program has um, concealed evidence of failed flights that the Soviet space program 
in an attempt to hide their failures. Um, we should say that every once in a while, a space launch goes horribly wrong. Yeah. The rockets blow up. The astronauts don't survive. This has happened in America a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know of any um, high-profile um, space failures from any other country, actually. I, I don't know if any a, a lot of other countries are attempting it, but I could be wrong. I, I don't... This is just off the top of my Not head. every country has a space program. Yeah. But Russia certainly does. Yeah. But I can't recall, and maybe I'm just uninformed, any high-profile... China has one? Failures. China has a space program as well. Well, that's because conspiracy theorists think that Russia has hidden evidence of these failed launches. These conspiracy theorists more recently also believe that there is a secret program, a secret space program, and that there are crewed space fleets in orbit right now that we don't know about, and they are operating under the authority of the United Nations. Okay, so we're like a Star Trek kind of... Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I forgot what the fuck they call it in Star Trek, where they're all kind of like united. Yeah. Anyway, those are those Federation. Are, yeah, Federation. Exactly. Those are three conspiracy theories about outer space. I have a fourth one. The final sure. major conspiracy theory about outer space is that the world governments of Earth, particularly NASA, have made an effort to conceal the existence of a large planet in our solar system, a planet known as Nibiru. And sometimes referred to as Planet X. Ooh. Uh, Planet X is alleged to pass close enough to Earth to destroy it. Predictions for the date of destruction have included the year 2003, 2012, and 2017. But as far as I know, Earth was never destroyed by Planet <laughs> X. So I don't really know where the conspiracy theory lands today. But they think that Planet X has been concealed from us. I think there's a, a new like telescope that we're put that we put into space that could see like that has been getting photos of just like all the galaxies. It's super interesting. Nice. Space is fucking cool. Space is cool. Okay. Um. Do you have another one for us? Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep going, my last two are kind of short. You have two more. Yeah. I have two more as well, and mine are a little long. You know what? Why don't we pause here okay. and we will return next week oh. to do the second half of our top 10 favorite conspiracy Keep them on theories. that hook. Oh. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm we, down with that. We talked so long about all of these things. Yeah. Denver Airport, New Coke, Floridation, the space program. Um, and I feel like we barely even got into some yeah. of the research. The things that I have coming up. Uh, I researched extensively okay. and, and I don't want this to go on no, yeah, yeah. too long. I definitely think we can get a whole nother episode out of this. Everyone's heads at home are spinning. We got to give them a little rest. Yes. Um, they're, they're gonna, yeah. Yes. So join <laughs> us next week. Uh, we'll come back. We will talk about the race of lizard people Ooh. who supposedly run the planet. I'm going to talk about, uh, a, a topic that is very near and dear to my heart that I don't want to reveal because, uh, it's going to make Johnny pop. When he hears about it. Shit. And uh, can you tease some of the conspiracy theories you still have? Um, all I'm going to say, Mattress Gate. Mattress Gate. I can't wait. Join us again next week, everybody. We'll be back with more awesome conspiracy theories. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday to our mailbag where you can call us up and share your stories yes. about conspiracy theories that you're a part of, that you've been a victim of, or any strangeness you've experienced. 
in your day-to-day life. We thank you for watching, everybody. Follow us on Instagram at Mega Strange Podcast, and we'll be back next time. Stay strange, everybody. Good night. Shoot. Sure.